the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back to you. 25 minutes to 8 o'clock. If you got to be at work at 8, you might want to move a little bit quicker. Make sure you can get there in 25 minutes at least. Looking at our color radar, uh, lots of thunderstorms uh, up to the north of us, uh, north of Cabot. In, in fact, if, you go, if you're going up Highway 5, you're going to run into a lot of rain, a lot of rain around Heber Springs right now, Batesville, uh, over off of 65 in the Marshall area, up to Mountain Home and those areas. Rain, 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 and more rain, Pocahontas, Corning, other areas. That's what uh, we're looking at right now. Uh, so uh, we may get some rain still here in central Arkansas, but it looks like the majority of it, although there is a, a group of showers moving up from down south in the Hot Springs uh, and uh, area, Nashville, Ashdown, uh, all the way down into uh, Texas. So lots of rain out there. As you just heard them talk about, flash flood warnings are in uh, effect. All right, let's move on. We've we got uh, a libertarian candidate that's going to join with us. Ricky Harrington is on the Dave Ellswick Show now. My thanks to uh, William Brookkeen for helping me uh, uh, get Ricky on the show. He is running for the Senate uh, under the libertarian uh, uh, party against Tom Cotton. And Ricky, thanks for joining us today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you for having me, sir. Well, good to have you. Tell me a little bit about uh, uh, your platform and the libertarian platform. Uh, what are you guys running on uh, against the uh, junior senator? Well, I'd, uh, I'd first like to make this comment about how interesting life can be. Um, four years ago, I had just come back from China as a missionary, um, was pretty much homeless. I found myself uh, a job working as a prison chaplain. On my way back and forth from working at the prison, I used to listen to your show, and now I'm running for the United States Senate, and I, I'm, I'm a guest on your show today, so it's uh, it's amazing how life can be. <laughs> Um, my platform, of course, I'm running on a criminal justice platform, on a health care reform platform, and on, of course, um, revitalizing our foreign policy. I used to be a, a former Democrat, but I always had some libertarian leanings, particularly just making sure our government operates within the parameters of the Constitution. Uh, it's always been a thing like that for me. And um, the people that we entrust with the authority to govern, we want to make sure that the government behaves in a way that does not violate people's constitutional rights, uh, people's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so that's um, that's pretty much what I'm running on. 
All right. Well, let's 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 pick up a, a couple of those topics. Then uh, you're you're talking about uh, you know justice reform. What do you say needs to be reformed, and how? Well, America holds about 25% of the world's incarcerated population. We are the leader of the free world, we say, right? And it's interesting that we would have the most people without freedom. And most of those people are incarcerated over low-level drug charges. And so we're trying to reform that system where people are not sent to prison. Rather, they remain in the community. They receive treatment in the community rather than placing them in prison where they're subjected to things like being recruited in gangs. That happens frequently. A lot of people that I worked with while I was in prison that got recruited into gangs that were subjected to sexual assault and and many other things and then they get told uh, they get taught how to be a more professional criminal and there's a lot of people that go in and out of that cycle there in prison and more specifically there's a lot of gang recruitment in the prisons and so we want to keep people that are not your Hard-level criminals, I mean, people that commit murders and the other heinous, violent crimes. There are a lot of people that have done terrible things that receive just punishment. But we do not want low-level offenders to be caught in the system because it's hard to get out of it once you get caught in it. Hasn't Arkansas started moving that direction as far as, you know, with drug courts and things of that nature? Well, I I see a lot of people still being incarcerated over drug offenses. So, and then there's still people in prison over drug offenses. There was one man, he had three life sentences plus 25 for a drug offense. It was a traffic and trade offense. Um, But three life sentences, that's a lot over over substances. Okay, well, how much how much substances are we talking about? I mean, is this just a guy that had a couple of, of joints in his pocket, or are we talking somebody that had, you know, pounds of marijuana or a significant part of crack cocaine or methamphetamines or what? Yes, sir, that is a very good question. Um, the drug war in America has done more harm than good. And what I mean by that is, as I said earlier, it it creates the problem. It's kind of a feedback loop. Someone may have pounds and pounds. I'm sorry. um, No, that's all right. Go ahead. ahead. Pounds of, of marijuana, yes. But... The prohibition has created this black market that we see, and someone may be trying to fulfill this need in this market, and we want to take the market away. All right. Well, 
what are, what's a libertarian platform for dealing with this then? If if you got somebody out there who has, uh, if you're saying that if you it doesn't matter how much of the substance you have, you gotta we've got to figure out a different way of dealing with the people who have the substances. What's the libertarian party's answer to this? Well, we have to we have to end the drug war. Um, well, how do we do that, though? Through legislation that uh, that removes the drugs off the schedule. That okay. deschedulizes out of the drugs. So, are you saying we, need, we should legalize marijuana? Is is that the libertarian answer, or decriminalize, yes, or what? Okay, legalize or decriminalize? I say it should be legalized. Okay. Rather than uh, decriminalized. Um, I just I just cannot find it in my heart to put people in prison over that. Even a person that has pounds of it? Um, you know, right now in, the, in our country, there are 33 countries that have either medical marijuana or fully legalized marijuana. And so now we have a big, huge market of people selling marijuana. Um, I mean, it's huge in Arkansas now. I think they said that the revenue was over $120 million. So right yeah, now we have a lot of people, sir? That's for medicinal marijuana, correct? Yes, that's, that's for medicinal marijuana. And the issue that I have with it is there are a lot of people that are above the ground now that are making, uh, that are opening businesses, that are providing jobs, that are making a significant amount of money, and the state is uh, raking in significant amount of taxes. But for decades, there were uh, low-income people and people of color that engaged in this and are still incarcerated. So it's kind of a, it's a step forward, yes, but also we need to, bring a little bit more justice to it and try to expunge the record for people that did engage in that but are now incarcerated. All right, let's take a break. We've got to get a break in right here, uh, Ricky. We'll be back and let's talk some more because that leads us directly into how the criminal justice system will be affected uh, about this because if you legalize marijuana, then the people who are in prison under marijuana sentencing would their sentences have to be expunged completely and those folks let out of prison? Let's talk about that when we return. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we're about 11 minutes away from top of the hour news, top of the hour end of our live uh, uh, section of the Dave Ellswick Show at uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, I'll be back on with you with a recorded hour at 6 p.m. You won't want to miss that. If you like uh, the car and truck doctor questions, uh, you'll want to join us uh, during uh, the 6 o'clock hour. Can't call then. If you send them to us, send them to Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, uh, at SalemLR.com, and uh, uh, we'll get uh, some answers for you at 6 o'clock uh, for your 
car questions. Duck will be with me to do that. Right now, though, joining me on the uh, air is Ricky Harrington. Ricky Harrington is a Libertarian candidate for uh, the uh, the Senate. He's trying to uh, unseat uh, uh, Tom Cotton. He is with us. We talked and spent some time talking about drug-related offenses. And, Ricky, we, we left it as, well, how do we deal with uh, the drug offenses that have gone before? If they, if they find, uh, if we change, uh, you know, that uh, marijuana should be a legal substance that people can buy, does that mean we've got to go back and allow the people that are in jail right now for marijuana-related crime out of our jails. What does the Libertarian Party and what do you feel about that? Yes, sir. I believe that uh, the people that have received those charges should be uh, released from prison, released from jail, and have their uh, uh, records expunged. And I'd also like to say that um, while I was working for the ADC, I supervise the Think Legacy program that they have, and it essentially prepares the men incarcerated for their release. They have to be six to 18 months away from their release, and it, it helps them get ready to reenter society and with the hopes of reducing recidivism. And if we do happen to legalize that on a federal level, we need to equip those men to be able to reenter society so they won't fall back into criminality or try to find the easy money and end up right back in the system because that that is quite common for that to happen there's a lot of struggles that formerly incarcerated people struggle with um particularly with having to check that box that they were formerly incarcerated and i understand that a, a business owner would be concerned with who they are hiring for that particular job. And so they want to hire someone trustworthy. So I understand the the investment that a business owner would have, but also as a, as a just people, we want to be able to give people second chances because as they taught us, um, you need to know that each and every one of us is capable of anything given the right circumstances. That doesn't mean that we give people free passes, but we understand that whenever we administer justice, we, we also administer mercy at the same time. Well, I think it's a Christian virtue that if somebody has paid their, their, uh, their price in, in uh, uh, you know, prison, that uh, we should look at them and say, uh, you get your chance to come back into society and prove that you can play nice in society. I would agree with that. Yes, sir. And I just, that's just the main thing for me is I'm running this race. Of course, I want to unseat Tom Cotton. I want to help the American people. If I can get my message out there to Arkansans, to the other Americans that are listening, we can we can make big changes in our country and in our culture. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, health care, if, if that's all right. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, I worked at a psychiatric hospital in uh, in 2012. Uh, for almost a year, I worked there. 
my my title was crisis prevention technician, but essentially, whenever someone acted out, they had to deal with me. Uh, if someone got violent, they had to deal with me. If there was somebody violent on the hospital campus, my job was to go there and deal with that. And 90% of those encounters, we were able to not get to a violent situation just by redirecting the person, just by trying to see what's upsetting them. Um, but there were times when there was a lot of fighting and a lot of violence. Um, but while I was working there, one of the psychiatrists convinced me to, to not try to go the route of being a professional counselor while being a minister, but try to join a medical school. And I pursued that route, and I also reached out to people asking them to help fund my medical education, and I would give them primary care for the rest of their life. So helping people, trying to provide a need for them was more important to me than, um, you know, there's a, it's a lucrative career in medicine. And um, I was unsuccessful in raising enough money to reserve a seat in, in medical school. And so um, while I was a missionary in China, I was a consultant at a hospital that was attached to the university I was teaching at. And so I learned a lot of things. And my I have a couple of different ideas on how we can address our healthcare problem here in America. And the problem is, is costs and how to keep the cost from rising. And the Affordable Care Act passed. There's a lot of people that loved it. There's a lot of people that hated it. And so now there's a big call for Medicare for all. And essentially it's, uh, you know, forcing everyone into a one-size-fit-all version of health care. And my opinion, my vision, is to give people more options. And I, su I support uh, direct primary care. I support legislation that would give uh, primary care physicians a little bit more freedom to, to practice medicine. I know there are a lot of uh, physicians that practice that, and essentially it's, um, you know, you're not paying your usual health insurance premium to a health insurance company. It's going directly to your physician. And I've heard studies say that if people had more access to health, to primary health care, and making sure that their health was um, doing well, then a lot of the health care problems, a lot of the adverse health problems that people have would, would go down. I support a, a, a private option. I support a uh, public option. I definitely, my a vision that I would have is, is patient-owned hospitals where a lot of people in the community group together, pool their money together, don't pay uh, their premiums to the health insurance company, but everyone contribute to building up this hospital. Find young people that want to go to medical school and and put them through medical school in exchange for coming and working at your hospital for a, a number of years. All right, so, Ricky, do you, do you believe, uh, as a, a lot of people believe, that uh, that 
we have a, an almighty God, a sovereign God that we that we serve? Absolutely, yes, sir. That's my whole. That's from nine, since I was nineteen. I've been involved in ministry, and I'm thirty-four now. Okay, uh, you believe in uh, you know moving for uh, the free market? Yes, sir. Okay, and uh, there's a lot of other things that are are out there, uh, you know, that everybody has the right to a a trial and and whatnot. I mean, you believe in the Constitution, not of uh, not only of these United States, but also of the the state of Arkansas, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So I guess I asked why you run as a libertarian, why not as a Republican? I just named a bunch of the planks of the Republican Party. Well, I have a problem with our two-party system and the way it conducts business. And I believe that we need more parties involved in the legislative process. Um, Congress has an an abysmal approval rating. And our country is rampant with hyperpartisanship right now. And I think people should spend more time listening to one another, understanding um, that people have different experiences than you do, but it doesn't make it any more or less valid than yours. And that we all have different interests and we should be working together. We're we're not going to get to a... All right, Ricky, I, I got I got to jump in because we're up against the news. You've listened to the show. You know how that works. Rick Harrington uh, is running as a libertarian candidate to be senator of the state of Arkansas. We, ex- we uh, appreciate the half hour you gave us, Ricky. Have a great one from listener to candidate. Quite the story here on the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next.